your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. And you can find Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And in today's episode, we'll be recapping the part of this weekend's stretch of games we'll first be diving into the Ottawa and New Jersey games and recapping what went well for the Hurricanes what went wrong for the Hurricanes in those games because a lot of the Hurricanes games over this four game stretch has been a bit of a mixed bag really so getting into the Ottawa game This was the first time that the Hurricanes have played in front of no fans in quite some time. And I think that definitely had definitely had a factor in there because it's something that they're not used to now. For a while, yeah, you were used to there being no fans in the building and all the noise being pumped in through the speakers. They're used to all that, but I think that definitely played a factor in that game, but there was a lot going on in this game. I said, you know, initially going into this game, yeah, I predicted the Hurricanes to really come out and really dominate because I thought that they were building up some momentum. I thought they were having something going. And yes, you know, as of right now, they have won four straight heading into All-Star break. That's great, of course, but I feel like this game right here was, I'm not sure what went wrong here, to be honest. I feel like that maybe the Senators caught the Hurricanes off guard because, you know, this was the first time the Hurricanes have went to shootout all season long, which is crazy to think about the fact that oh, yeah, this is the only time that the Hurricanes have gone to shootout this year, which is crazy to think about. And Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ronsa, they have really been carrying the team. Yes, you're having guys like Andres Fashenkov come up big, but 37 saves Freddie made in the Ottawa game, who the Hurricanes you know, end up rallying to win 3-2 to two in shootout. And I think that... You know, the Hurricanes, what could have been the case in this particular game against Ottawa is that the Hurricanes, they're kind of in that mid-season funk almost. Yes, they're winning games, but they're not looking great and they're not pretty wins, which given not every win is always going to be a pretty win regardless of the sport whether it's hockey, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. You're going to have ugly wins, and that's fine. 
It's just when you've had four in a row, that's a little weird. But I I think that the Senators came ready to play. I think that they they had some extra confidence in themselves because that they knew that they can beat this Hurricanes team. They've done it already. They did it in the Hurricanes house. So now that the Hurricanes are coming up to Ottawa and having to play in an empty arena for the first time in ages, I felt I feel that the Senators may have smelt blood in the water almost, and that's why they came out, played so tough against the Hurricanes. And the two goals that they did have, they were kind of wonky. So I, I don't know if those can really kind of... Those can't be just chalked up to Freddie letting those by. But, yeah, I think that the Hurricanes, I think heading into this All-Star break, I think, you know, for the ones that are able to rest and recharge, I think it's definitely going to be a, a welcome rest and recharge for the Hurricanes because I think that, like I said, I think they're getting into that kind of mid-season funk kind of deal. And, you know, if you're having to go to shootout against Ottawa, given kind of weird circumstances there, but still, it, it's definitely one where I feel that they should have had this one in the bag in regulation. Maybe not necessarily a total blowout or anything like that. You know, this is an NHL team that they're playing, and anything can happen on any given night. I mean, you look at the first game against Ottawa. They they beat us in regulation in our own house. Anything can happen on any given night. But I think the Hurricanes are starting to look a little tired almost I, I like I said I think this all-star break for those that are able to rest and recharge I think it's I think it's going to be much needed I think they can just kind of reset and be like all right let's get into this second half of the season we got some games we got to make up now let's go make these games up and now you look at the next game after this Ottawa game which was Whalers night against the New Jersey Devils and this was a game that, again, like the Ottawa game, like the Vegas game, it won't pretty. And we'll dive into that game right after this. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even, even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bars also have so many flavors to choose from, ranging from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check back often at Built.com to see what's new. And right now, you can also go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Whalers Night. That is a night that Hurricanes fans are generally always looking forward to. 
this game was beyond full capacity. Actually, I think it was at like 101.6% capacity or something like that. Uh, they definitely did some standing room only tickets for that. But this was another just ugly win, honestly. But goaltending is really what carried the Hurricanes in this game. It was big in this game because the... And frankly, it carried the Devils as well because the first period was the only period that was even scored in. The Hurricanes notched their two goals. The Devils notched their one in the first period. And that was it. That was it for the entire period. Or the entire game, I should say. Not just the period. But this was a game where there was a little bit of not controversy, but just kind of like, oh, what the heck? Because, you know, Jordan Martinuk, he was on the top line heading into this game, which generally doesn't always work out the best. But last night, you know, he proved folks wrong because he notched his second goal of the year it like on that top line. So he's like, oh, yeah, I took that personally. <laughs> but... In the Andre Sveshkov ends up scoring his second game winner in this game. He had the game winner in the shootout in Ottawa, and then he had the what would end up being the game winner here against the Devils. So he's really on a tear right now, which is great. That's what we want from him. And then uh, Boquist, you know, he ended up getting his first of the year for New Jersey. But this was also Auntie Ranta's. First game since New Year's Day, and, which is crazy to think about there that he went almost the entire month without playing, given you know, that that New that uh, New Year's Day game against Columbus won't pretty, so like you know why he got pulled there, but then yeah, he ended up having you know, his lower body injury that ended up having him out for a while, so it was nice to see him be able to get back in there and really not necessarily pick up where he left off because where he what left off wasn't good but be able to not have any rust there i i think that was really really good and you know heading into the second and third period yeah you know, those were periods where you know the hurricanes you know the second period was one where they got almost doubled uh, on shots Second period, the Devils had 12, the Hurricanes had 7. And this was, the rest of this game was really one of just a story of defense on, on both sides. Because neither team gave up anything else. And given when you have a Metro Division matchup, eh, you kind of expect stuff like that. Really, you know, really hotly contested matchups teams bringing a little bit extra regardless of where they are in the standings because where we stand right now in the metro you know the hurricanes yeah they're you know on top of the division yeah and the devils are in last place in the division but they didn't play like a last place team in, in that game i i do commend the devils for that they did show that okay yeah they do have a hell of a lot of talent there, you know, and that they are, you know, given, you know, a couple more years or so in development and being able to stay healthy, 
I, I think that that'll be a team to watch. And, yeah, I think that the Devils also very much like Ottawa in their game. They knew that they could beat the Hurricanes. They knew they could do it. They had done it literally a week prior to this. They had just beat the Hurricanes 7-4 to in that really crazy game up there in New Jersey. So it's definitely one where like they knew they could do it, and they showed that confidence there. And their goaltending was really well, really good in this game. And I think that the Hurricanes, this was a really... Again, it wasn't pretty. This was a really gutsy performance out of them. Because, yeah, they they made some mistakes in this game. I think, you know, we... I mean, you can look at these past four games and you can definitely see some mistakes that they've made. And, you know, heck, you you have... You know, the first penalty of the game was an Andrei Sveshnikov penalty. You know, that that's just kind of something there that you always get from him. You always see Andre go to the box at least once or twice a game. But I, I do think that, you know, in the NHL, you know, just looking at the penalties, you had that one at the tail end of the first period that Nino high sticking on Subban. Uh, God, that, that was bad. And not on Nino's part. That was bad on Subban's part because he sold the hell out of that. That was that was something else there. But I I think that you know the Hurricanes you know after that first period they were they were able to tighten it up when it came to penalties. They only ended up taking one more penalty after that. They they had one. It was another Nino penalty at the kind of about midway or so through the third, and that was kind of offsetting penalties there because Nino went to the box for roughing against Ryan Graves and Nathan Bastion went there back to the box at the same time for slashing against Nino because of kind of a bit of a scrum there so both of the guys went to the box so that one you can kind of chalk it up to okay you know there's scrum so really it's kind of two penalties because you know, at that point you had four on four hockey so I think that the Hurricanes they they definitely were better in the New Jersey game when it came to penalties because you know going back to Ottawa it wasn't one where it was crazy bad you know they only committed two in that game but it just again was just something there that you're just like in games like that every single penalty that you take could be the difference maker you look back to that Vegas game the Hurricanes were the one team that capitalized on special teams there and scored on the power play. You have games like this. Come on, guys. You got to you got to clean it up a bit. And thankfully, you know, they as a whole have gotten better because that was an issue that they had that that had risen again for the Hurricanes of taking too many penalties. But they they've gotten better about it, which is really good. And, you know, just looking at this New Jersey game, I, I was really pleased to see Auntie Ranta be able to come back, get the first start of the game, and be able to, you know, not have any rust at all. 
which is really, really good because, you know, we're getting into the second half of the season now. And you got to wonder, you know, now it's do or die almost, you know, because, you know, the Hurricanes, they're, yeah, they're obviously going to be a playoff team. But once you get there, you got to be on your A game every single night. And right now, yeah, it's nice to see Auntie Ronson's back on his game. Freddie's on his A game. Andre, he's looking really good now as well. We just need the team as a whole to get out of whatever funk they might be in. But, yeah, there's there was also another game this weekend. Is the game against San Jose. And we'll do a quick recap of that one right after this. Now it's time for a quick recap of the San Jose Sharks game from last night. This will be one that I cover in its entirety in the next episode of the show but i did want to touch on it briefly here at the end of this episode because this was a game where the carolina hurricanes this was their fourth game in six days this was the final of that stretch there and they won all four of them which is great for the hurricanes and this is one where we saw frederick anderson you know continue his all-star form yeah he ended up getting first star of the game here and yeah he ended up making 27 saves on 28 shots and I think that the Hurricanes yeah in this game they they were tired obviously four games in six days you're gonna be tired and they're kind of fighting that funk almost that that I've been talking about all episode long that they kind of been dealing with in this stretch of games. And this is one where they were able to just hold the line almost yet because Vincent Trocek, he was able to score, you know, kind of early on in the second period, but you know, second period, you know, no goals, you know, both goaltenders were outstanding and defense was really good there. And then San Jose tied it kind of early in the third. And then Andre Sveshkov scored yet another game winning goal. That is three straight game winning goals for him between Ottawa, New Jersey, and now San Jose. So he's on a tear right now, which is great for him. But, you know, I think that the Hurricanes. In years past, you know, they've had this, you know, they get in those funks kind of midseason and they really struggle and it's ugly. And you kind of wonder, you know, we're just like, oh, you know, we're in that midseason slump. We're dropping games left and right. Might win one here and there, but now we're do appear to be in that slump. You know, the Hurricanes, they in some of these games they have looked gassed and they're making mistakes that they typically don't make. They're letting teams that typically they'd be beating the brakes off of them. They're having really close games, but they're finding ways to win. And I think that is imperative for the hurricanes, not only the rest of the season and playoffs, but just moving forward as a franchise, like this team is finding gutsy ways to win holding on not giving up bad goals i mean yeah you had the two in ottawa but i think that this team is 
they're built different now. I know a lot of people say, you know, built different as a meme or whatever, but there, there's just something extra there this year because in years past, okay, you know, the Ottawa game, you may have won. Whalers Night, eh, Hurricanes are always pretty good on, are always really good on Whalers Night. So, okay, yeah, they, maybe they squeeze that one out. But this San Jose game, you know, I could see in years past where this goes to overtime. Or, you know, San Jose ends up having a two-goal period and ends up winning the game. So, it, it's crazy to think about just how far this team has come over the past few years and this year especially. But... This San Jose game, this will be one that I talk about in depth in the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Hurricanes on whatever platform you're listening on. Rate the show five stars. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day, go make Locked on Bets your second listen. It's available on all streaming platforms, and it's your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs, hosted by by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Like I said, it's available on all streaming platforms, and I'll talk to you in the next episode where we recap this game against San Jose in its entirety.